Hello, friends. Happy Friday. It's going to be a great weekend for many reasons for me. Many, many reasons. Got a lot of things going on. Um, hopefully, well, I, I'm hoping lots of people are, we have a lot, well, I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but <laughs> I was about to say, we have a lot of people gone for Memorial Day, but you know what? I was just thinking we have even more people gone this weekend too. Lots yeah. of, uh, lots of people are out of town this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they think they are Tell you what. thinking that they can go away. It's unacceptable. And we're going to lose Tracy for the month of June, basically. No. Mm-hmm. No. Put yourself on, Tracy. All right. Tracy, Hello. how are you not going to be gone for, you're gone for like two and a half weeks? Yeah, true. Three. Three. Okay, but that's most of June. No, I, mean, I leave, yeah. Yeah, June. No, I leave June 25th. And it's most of July? Till July 17th. Yeah. <laughs> I hate your mother right now. <laughs> she is so happy. I know she is. <laughs> so happy. Why don't she just come down here? There's more of you. There, there's more that be with us than 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 with her. So why don't she just come down here to us? All right, Bobski. It makes more sense. I agree. Listen, if it's a pool she needs, she can come to my house and swim. That's true. There's Heather's. Okay, we got two pools. You're wrecking my groove, baby. (laughs) So you're gonna see Aaron in the coming weeks. There'll be a lot more of Aaron. We got Heather back there. I see Heather. Wait, hey, oh, hey. Come oh, back. Hey, Heather. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't even see my hair. It looks beautiful. I don't know. I don't care, people. Right now, listen, I got a lot going on, <laughs> which we'll get into later. But there's a lot. Like, I can barely raise my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so that hurt. There's a lot going on here in many ways. We got our ladies' conference coming up. Ladies' conference. Our ladies' conference which uh, I'm gonna have. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start talking about that. Heather's got a lot of things going on. We got the decorations. Her and um, another person that comes, another lady that comes to the church. They're killing it. Um, Rexand, who helped last year, they're doing a really good job. Um, and do you have the logo, um, Tracy, for it um, that you could throw up? I can. Let me get it ready. Okay, so this year's ladies' conference. And listen, men. I know I got a lot of men who watch this, so that's pretty awesome, but um, you can't come. I'm trying to talk Tom into doing a men's conference, but the last time I talked to him, he said, he said that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's not going to be any work for you. It's going to be me and Heather. That's true. So, like, it's not a lot of work. But, um, so, women... It's going to be really good. I'm, I, I'm making Tracy move like Johnny on the spot, so you can see what our what it's going to be about this year. But it's August twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. Is that right, Heather? Twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. So twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. Same dates as last year. Thursday night, um, uh, we're going to have Magalas and Adalas back. Um, depending on if. Uh, Pastor Rodney is doing his uh, 300 city tour that uh, during that time frame. It will depend on if Pastor Adonica comes back. But we got some great things planned. Regardless, I'll know at the beginning of July whether I got Pastor Adonica. But because um, sh- she just needs a little bit more time. But it's going to be a great time. Lots of fun. And uh, 
we're um, thinking of some really well. We've already ha- we already knew some a lot of our door prizes that we were going to do. We we had already talked about those, but um, in the meantime, we have some other ones that we're going to be coming up with. And I see that Tracy's put her computer down, so I think she's got it going on. So this year's theme is uh, basically a new you. You got it up? Got it. There we go. It's a new you. And what what we want to do is... uh, Basically, talk about you becoming a new you. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's really going to be about shedding off the old and uh, and becoming all that God's called you to be. You know, you talk about that. You you know, people say, well, you always talk about those kinds of things. Not me per se, but in general, people talk about that. But here's the thing. So many people are hung up on their past that holds them back to being all the the new things that God's called them to be, which is one of the questions that we're going to talk about today. But people don't realize how much you have to get rid of sometimes to make you usable. And they think, well, I'm usable. And you are usable, but you let your past experiences define the future for you so um that's what we're going to be talking about you becoming a new you and um and all the things that it looks like and 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 when I say all the things that it looks like I'm not just talking about ministry wise I'm talking about um things financially for you things um miraculously for you healing family the whole nine and a lot of times we talk about uh, being the new you, but we not never talk about how to get there. I'm a big proponent on a big proponent on not just telling you all God's called you to be, but telling you how to get there. Um, I'm, you know, I, I would say I'm um, when I speak, I'm more of a teacher, less of not that I don't have the pastoral traits. It's just I feel like I'm better when I'm teaching. What were you going to say? I think Tracy was about to say something. Yeah, no, you're, you are. You're a great teacher. And I see why you think like that. Yeah, I, I prefer, do. I prefer teaching over because I think like a lot of times pastors do a great job. That's one of the things I think Tom does so well. As a pastor of the church, he's a great coach. Yeah. And sometimes coaches have to say the tough stuff, but they also have to, um, to propel you to be greater, um, and then sometimes they have to coach you to become greater. And that's where I think he's really good at those things. So a lot mm-hmm. of um, pastors, especially now with the ARC, the Associated Related Churches, they're all about giving you these grandiose messages, but none of it has any substance to tell you how to get to where you need to go. And the Word of God is very clear on how to do that. So we're going to focus on those things um, at the Women's Conference, and we're going to engage you with knowing who you are in Christ, but then how to get there to that, okay? I hope that helps. It's going to be fun. Were you going to say something, Tracy? I see you over there sometimes. (laughs) Um, Do you want to say hello to some friends? (gasps) Yes. Of course. Of course. Go ahead. Tell me All who's right. on. We got Dan watching, Steffi, Chrissy, Laura. We got Jules, Trish, 
Trisha, Laura again, because we already got her, and then we've got um, Sean, Aaron, and... I got some, some uh, I got the men, the, yeah, men the men are that on. are on here all the time. And I love you for that. Yeah, and then and then I I know my I'm a lot, I know a lot of those girls, not all of them, but yeah, yeah. So if you're watching, say hello. So we yeah, can give us a shout out. No, you're there. I love you. I love you guys for oh, watching. The, and, and the Johnsons are watching. Kaylee and Bobski are watching. Oh, <laughs> love that, yeah. Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kaylee, like burn. Burn, baby, burn. She'll know what that means. We're going to talk about that later, girl. All right. Not pleasant. But let's go to our first question. Were you going to say something else? Okay. Um, see, you guys can't see, but I can see off to my left, which would be your, well, no, it would still be their left, whatever. I don't know. I can see Tracy, but you can't see Tracy. So I know when she's about to say something into the microphone. But you can't because she's also not putting herself on the screen. Here I don't know. I am. I'm like there getting out go. of focus, though. Heather's in focus. Heather, it's on, the show's on you today. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's all this about Heather. All right. Let's go. First question. When we are When we are born again, the word says that we are a new creation which is what I was talking to you about. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Is it true that we get a brand new spirit when we get saved? If so, how does it work when people lose their salvation? What happens to that newly created spirit? So let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.17, and we're going to break it down. So this is how you study the Bible, okay? You you don't just read the, the scripture and verse. You sometimes have to dig into the scripture and verse, which might be a little bit difficult for you because you're not going to see some of the things that I'm seeing, but it's going to, I'm going to try and explain it to you without you seeing it to a certain extent. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, if you take that scripture... And you break it down. It says that when it t- says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the part that talks about in Christ, it says united with Christ through faith in him and commitment to him. And then the new creation part, it says that little part, when it talks about the new creation, it says that's redemption. Um, new, the new creation is the redemption, is the restoration and the fulfillment. Now, there are, uh, excuse me, the redemption and fulfillment of God's purposes and creation. And this takes place in Christ through whom all things were made and in whom all things are restored or created anew. And it references in that study section, Ephesians 2.10 and Romans 8, 9 through 13. Now you sit there and go, okay, well, that's great and all. Um, that's there for a reason though. You don't, some, if you're trying to figure out what a scripture or a verse means, then you're going to have to maybe go from um one verse to the next verse to the next verse to dig a little deeper to understand that verse a little bit more in detail. So let's look at Ephesians two ten. For it says, "For we so when it's when it talked about a new creation in Christ or the new creation part of uh, that First Corinthians verse, 
Let's go back where it says, Redemption is the restoration and fulfillment of God's purposes in creation. And this takes place in Christ through whom all things were made and in whom all things are restored and created anew. Not in that, nothing talks about a new spirit. Okay? Um, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in in them. Now, if you look at scripture, the scripture there is scripture that clearly says that before he knew us, or before we were born, he knew us. Um, before we were in the womb, he knew us. So at some point, we had a relationship, or we knew G- Jesus Christ knew who we are. Probably, uh, we we have heard. People believe, and some people like, if you watch Jesse DePlantis's, um, which is so good, Jesse DePlantis's, um, he talks about, and I can't remember where, it, it's in 19, oh gosh, he's done it a couple times. The most recent one I watched him, where he talked about where he went to heaven, and where God took him to heaven. And in his time where he was in heaven, legitimately talks about where he saw um, children running around, like the ones saying, pick me, pick me, meaning they wanted to come to earth, be born and um, live life um, on earth for a period of time, like all of us. So um, that's where, where am I going? I don't know. Whatever, that's where the scriptures for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Meaning he already knew us. We had a, um, that before we were in the womb, he formed us. If you go to Romans 8, 19 through 23, which is the other scripture that is referenced. Um, now, there is no study breakdown for the Ephesians. So you can't even go to another place to look to dig deeper. Romans eight nineteen through 23 says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors from birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. First fruits. Love, joy, peace, patience, love, kindness, goodness, you know, all of those, okay? Even so, it's not a spirit man, it's the fruits of that live in you when the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. People will say, uh, pray that I get peace. Or pray that, um, you know, you know, a mom will always say, uh, I need to be praying for peace so that I don't, don't kill my kids. Well, you don't need to pray for peace. peace. Peace already dwells in you. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. If the Holy Spirit dwells in you, then all the fruits of the Spirit dwell in you. All you need to do is activate them and start using them. So um, being gentle, it's in there. You need to start using it. Uh, kindness, it's in there. Um, being self-controlled so that you don't have fits of rage or get angry, it's in there. But that's not, that's, you know, the, a new spirit is not what this is talking about. Even we ourselves grown without ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption and redemption of our body. Now, if you go and break down that scripture, when it talks about 
um, children of God to be revealed. It says Christians are already children of God, but the full manifestation of all that this means will not come until the end, which is coming to the end, which is your your tribulation, when you pass away, those things. First John 3, 1, 2 is referenced. And if you look at that, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, but it did not know um, the Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed that we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's where you are a new creation. You're like him. It's not a new spirit. You don't lose your... when you If, if you walked away from God, then you're walking away from being like him, from... Uh, living a Christ-like lifestyle, you're now going to be like the world. We are to be, we're separate from the world. We're in this world, but we're not of it. When we decide to live a sinful lifestyle, it's not our spirit, it's our soul that goes to heaven. Um, so if you, if you decide to, to, to live a lifestyle of sin, then it doesn't, it, it means that you're not living like Christ. And your new creation is is like you've walked away from the new creation that you've become in him. Um, let's see. So it says children of God. Now you break down that one. It says children of God. You go to John 1, 12, and it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in him. If you choose not to believe in him, then you're not a new creation in Christ. It brought you all the way back. To 1 Corinthians. So by the time you get down to John 1, 12, it takes you all the way back to 1 Corinthians where it talks about being a new creation in him. But in order to be a new creation in him, you must believe in him. And the only way to believe in him is when, is when you get saved. A lot of people will say, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. But so does the devil. So do the demons. It's when you believe in him and you make him your Lord of your life. Does that make sense? Ladies, does that make sense? That's really good. Even though it's, I took them all over the place. I've taken you everywhere, and hopefully, you wrote the scriptures down. Do you? It looks yeah. like you were putting them yeah. up there for yeah, me, yeah. correct? Yeah, I was keeping up. You can write all of that down. But that's how you study the Bible. That's good. You study the Bible by taking one scripture and then following it through, so you fully understand what that scripture means. And you can't assume that it means one thing when it doesn't. So. It doesn't talk about when you're a new creation that it's a new spirit. That's not what it's talking about. It's you're new in Christ. Okay? Your past is gone. You are totally forgiven. You are a new creation in Christ. So all things have passed away. Anything that you did previously up to being saved is dead and gone. It's not even remembered. It's as far as the east is to the west. It's not remembered at all. If you were to uh, talk to, um, if you were to, in your time, prayer time, and you were to talk to the Lord about your past, he'd sit there and go, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, he has memory loss. Anybody, anybody that's had amnesia or knows somebody that's had amnesia or knows what amnesia is like, that's how it is for, for the Lord. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about because all those things are gone. The only way to make the to change that process is is if you decide 
to live a lifestyle of sin, and then you're no longer saved in a lifestyle of sin, not a struggle with sin. Struggling with sin is so not the same as somebody who has said, I'm making a decision and I'm going to live like this. And then there's the list of things that if you live like this, you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Lying, cheating, adultery, fornication, drunkenness. There's a list of them. Jealousy, gossip, uh, covetedness, all those things. There's more. The, if you do decide to live like that, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. If you lied... And you're like, oh, man, why did I succumb to that? And you say, Lord, forgive me of that lie. Okay, that's another thing. But if your life every single day is a lifestyle of, listen, if I have to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a white lie. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's only to benefit. Like if somebody comes and says, hey, how do I look? Do I look good to you? And you're like, it's a white lie. I don't want to really tell them they look hideous. I'm not going to tell. Or that looks like. They weigh 20 pounds more than they actually do, so they shouldn't wear that outfit or whatever. Or your hair looks like crap. I mean, there are ways to say what you need to say without white lying. Because here the thing is, is there is no such thing as a white lie. You may think that you can white lie your way all the way to heaven because you're saving and sparing people's their feelings. The thing is, is God doesn't say it's okay to tell somebody an untruth to spare a feeling. That's not what he says. You're not to lie. There are nice ways to say things. And here's the thing. People, if you don't want to hear the truth, don't ask somebody how you look in an outfit. Okay? Don't ask somebody if that makeup looks good or their hair is nice. Or Don't ask because you might come and in, run into a person like me. And I'm not white lying for you. Okay? I'm going to try and be as nice as I possibly can. But I'm not going to tell you an untruth it's so funny because I don't know if I've ever told the story but I met this uh pastor's wife one time she did not like me at all could not stand my could not stand me for the life of me and instead of being an uh instead of lying when this person said hi do you know uh hope she's uh married to this and he's the pastor of this church and they hated our church and they hated they don't really like us very much at all have no respect for what we stand for at all and instead of this woman going yeah I know who she is not a big fan basically what she said and I said I'm going to steal this from her because I love this this is like the nicest way to tell a truth which was she goes yes I know her by reputation Hello. I went spicy. (laughs) But it's true. Like, she couldn't be, like, uh, dishonest about things. So she did Mm -hmm. what was best for her without being dishonest, which I Mm -hmm. respected that. I didn't necessarily. I knew she didn't like me to begin with when I walked into the place. So it wasn't a shocker. But it was far superior for her to respond like that and be honest than to be a liar and a fraud. I, I have a great deal of respect for that. Correct. Because I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I will not do that. Right. So, um, but I, I love that. I said, oh, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> yes, my reputation. <laughs> I'm like, that's good. That is good. <laughs> that's that is good. so good. Um, let's go to losing salvation scriptures, though, because there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of people that don't think that you can. 
And I've looked at the scriptures that um, people that are eternally secure use. And not there isn't hardly... The biggest one that they use a lot of times is that no man can take you out of my hands. Right. Okay. They use that scripture all the time. Mm-hmm. The, the, the default to that scripture, though, that makes it invalid is that's true. No man can take you out of God's hands. That is 100% factual. The only problem is, is you can remove yourself from his hand by the lifestyle that you live. Yep. That's, you can remove you. So... Um, I'm eternally secure in knowing that my security is not eternal unless I live a lifestyle. Well, a lot of people go, I don't want to, I don't like that you don't know that you're eternally secure, that you don't have that security in knowing that. Well, you can live a lifestyle of holiness, like be pleasing unto the Lord, live a lifestyle of what the Bible says. I find a lot of people that use grace as a means of, and the, and Paul clearly talks about to not, to not allow grace to be a license to sin. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of people who are very grace conscious are live a lifestyle of sin, Correct. and it's they're out to do whatever the heck they want. Then you'll see, like uh, it's so funny to me because there's some denominations right now that are fluid in the grace movement. And then you'll get these, and then they'll like come down hard on the Southern Baptist. Yeah. And the Southern Baptist, in my opinion, even though they're uh, Calvinist, they, they are very strict mm-hmm. to, the, to the word. And they believe in holiness. Yeah. So as much as people will say, well, Calvinists, what are you saying? Calvinists aren't going to heaven? No, I, I absolutely believe there'll be lots and lots and lots and lots of Baptists in heaven. Yeah. A lot of Baptists yeah. in heaven. But I don't believe that there'll be a lot of permissive grace people in heaven because they've given themselves a license to sin. And here's the scriptures that show that that's not permissible. Matthew seven twenty one through 23. And this is at the very top of the title of this says, I never knew you. So... People who think they know him, like people who are like, when I decided to live a lifestyle of sin, um, I knew I wasn't going to heaven. I, I mean, I flat out knew it. If people asked me where I was headed, I was like, I'm going to hell. The, it, most people who um, are not teetering both sides of the world, they know that they are, they don't have a relationship with God. He doesn't know them and they are not going to heaven. It's the people who are lukewarm. They've lived both sides. They're hot and they're cold, and they feel like they can go right down that middle lane and get as close to the world as they possibly can, live a lifestyle, um, and still call themselves a Christian and go to heaven because they go to church every Sunday or they're a part of small groups or whatever the case may be. It's not going to happen, guys. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? These people obviously were doing works of God. Okay. Under what guise? I do not know because we'll continue on. Um, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, you would say, well, who the heck could that be? I mean, who would be doing those things? 
It can't be a saved person. It's not possible. I disagree. I have literally been underneath ministers and pastors who were having affairs with their secretaries while they were preaching, teaching, laying hands on the sick, them being healed, prophesying. All the while, they're having an adulterous affair. His gifts and his callings are irrevocable, okay? You can still do all of those things, but if you choose to live a lifestyle of sin, you ain't going to heaven. It's just the facts. So that's who he's talking about. People who do live one way and live another way. People who say they're one thing in the realm of Christianity, but they live a whole nother lifestyle over here. It doesn't work. I've, I've known people who claim to be Christians on the worship team getting drunk at their house. You're not going to heaven. It's clear. Not happening. I don't care who you talk to. I don't care who will sell you a bill of goods. I remember telling these two girls that were um, back in the day when they were... Um, when they were, uh, when I was a youth leader, these two girls were having relationships with, uh, they were sisters, they were having relationships with boys that were not Christ-like. And um, so they were coming to um, our youth group and to our church. And um, they were, form- they were, you know, their family was Catholic. So I remember saying to them, because they asked me, like, should I be dating this person? I mean, we're we're not we're not doing the right things I said no you should break up with them like yesterday that's not worth your eternity at all so I remember them within three to four days after we talked they ended up saying you know what we're going to go back to our old back to our catholic church because we're allowed to do that there so they told just because you move to another church does not mean now it's okay and that you're still going to go to heaven that mom of those two girls Mm -hmm. called me up or tried, tried to rip me a new one <laughs> because she loved these boys. And now I didn't tell her that her kids were having sex outside of marriage. That's their business between their mom. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was just like, lady, you're crazy. You should be thanking me because you're about to have grandbabies that you don't even want. It's true. Whatever. So, but they left, they left a holy based, a holiness based church to go back to the Catholic Church, which they said their church would say it was okay. I don't even, I, I know, Catholic churches don't believe that yeah. you can fornicate. Yeah. So I don't know what they were talking about. But, um, so just because you leave one ministry to go to another ministry doesn't mean that your sin is now flipped over and okay. You're still sinning. You'll go to the same hell. First Timothy 4, 1 through 3 says, and this is titled the great apostasy. A great apostasy is the great falling away. How do you fall away from something you were never a part of? It doesn't happen. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. How can you depart from something that you're not a part of? giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. No, no, no denomination should be telling people they can't marry. If you know what I'm saying. So if you can... 
if you can uh, depart from a faith, that means you are a part of it. Now, a lot of people will say they were never saved to begin with. Well, how can you depart from something you were never a part of? If you were never saved to begin with, then you weren't a part of it from the very beginning. I don't know. Facts. Call me crazy. Seems kind of simple to simple process but second peter 2 20 through 22 says for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world meaning they have gone out of it through the knowledge of the lord and savior jesus christ meaning they are now asked jesus to be their lord and savior they are they are again entangled in them and overcome and later the later end is worse than then for them than the beginning so he's saying people who um we're not saved, get saved, and then walk away from him. It was better off that they never knew him from the beginning, is what he's saying. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness. So you, to know the way of righteousness means you had to have been saved. Then having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has but it has happened to them according to the true proverb. And this is the one that Tom talks about all the time when he's talking about eternal security versus people losing their salvation. A dog returns its own vomit and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. So the thing is, is people can be saved and walk away and go back to their lifestyle that they once lived in. And it, it'll look just as bad as it did before. And Jesus even said to the people he healed, go and sin no more unless something worse shall come upon you if you go back to sin. Okay. Luke eight thirteen says, but the one, the ones on the rock, and, and this is super important, but the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root who believed for a while. So you had to have been saved. You believed for a while. And in time of temptation, fall away. How many of us have ever met somebody that got saved and the world became tempting again and they walked right back into it? I've known plenty. I've known women who um, were in bad relationships with men they were living with, got their lives right with God, left the men, lived a holy lifestyle, and then another guy comes along and they go right back to that guy, right back into that lifestyle, living with the man, uh, fornication, the whole nine. And they were saved. Yep. There's, you're not going to tell me they were not saved. Right. Yep. It's not 100%. possible. They mm-hmm. lived a holy lifestyle, sometimes for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, those, and there will be people that said, nope, they were never saved to begin with. Or they'll tell you they're, they're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. How can mm-hmm. it be those that live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven? It doesn't say unless you've asked me, asked me to be your Lord and Savior. And then I'm going to make that exception. Yeah. No, it clearly says in Ephesians, Corinthians, Galatians, if you in Revelation, if you live like this, you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Right. It just floors me that they'll say you can't. You never said it. When you said it, you didn't um, mean it. I asked somebody to, this question because... Um, when I walked away from God, I was talking to a Calvinist, and they basically said to me, oh, you would have gone to heaven. I'm like, how can that be? I literally said, I'm going to walk away and live my own lifestyle that I want to live. And then they said, well, then you were never saved to begin with. I said, I got saved at five. I remember it clearly. I walked away at 18. I know I was saved. 
Now you're telling me I was never saved to begin with. I'm back to having a relationship with God. How do I know that I'm saved now then? If I, if, if you're telling me I was never saved from 5 to 18, and I, there's no, I, I would, I would, you would never convince me that I wasn't saved. Then how do I know I'm saved right now? Right. And they could not answer that question. Yeah. But they said, I, and then when, when they went, went back to, when they were telling me I would have still gone to heaven, I'm like, do you understand the lifestyle that I lived? Mm-hmm. There's absolutely mm-hmm. no way I was going to heaven. That, I, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Th- that's when they converted. I'm like, there's, it, it's so confusing. And they'll say it's more confusing to live a lifestyle like we do because they're like, every, you're sin conscious on everything. Right. No, I'm not sin conscious. If I struggle with it, it's totally, totally different. Yeah. There's forgiveness in struggles. Mm-hmm. There's no forgiveness in sin mm-hmm. unless you repent. Right. To me, I'm secure in my salvation because I know, like, listen, if I'm struggling with something, God's got it under the blood. Right. It's when I live like that that it's not. That's really good. To me, I'm secure in mm-hmm. that, you know? But to that that way is so confusing yeah. to me yeah. um, that I would be, I, I don't know, too, too much, too hard. So, okay, so let me ask you this, Tracy. Mm-hmm. How much time do I got? 22 minutes. 22 minutes? Yep. Woo, woo. Next question. If you had to guess, because we know no one knows the time or hour, but we can tell by the seasons, would you say Jesus' return is imminent? One heck of a, of a yah. <laughs> More imminent than we know. Yeah. At what time in life have we ever heard about digital currency? No. Yep. Never. I mean, like when I was, um, I think it was in my early 20s. I remember um, uh, the news talking about Switzerland where they had implanted these little chips in people's hands and, or it might have been their wrist. I don't remember. And that's how they would gain access into their offices and stuff like that. And I went, oh, that's not good. Yeah. But now you got MasterCard. Yeah. Gavi MasterCard. Mm -hmm. Like people. It's imminent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe in pre, mid, or whatever, yeah. it's imminent no matter what. Um, I think, personally, I think we're in the beginning of the birthing pains, and I'm going to show you why I believe that. In Scripture, Matthew 24, 3-14 says, The signs of the times and the end of the age is what the title is. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, meaning Jesus, the disciples, and I'm going to, you can't see it because how Tracy has it. But when you're reading scripture, if it has a capital letter, like he, that means Jesus. Um, always pay attention to grammar because grammar is super, super important when you're reading the Bible. Very important. Now, some of us hated English. <laughs> and me raising my hand right now is very severe pain because I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. But I'm just saying. It's that important that I would raise my hand. I hated English, but I hated math. Some people love math. Some people love, and they hate English. And then the people that love English hate math. I hated them both. Same. So, <laughs> Tracy said, did you, can they hear you say same? Yeah, same. Okay. Hey, Heather, which one did you like? None of them. You didn't like either of them either? God bless. Any classes. Two same. peas in a pod. I Three peas lunch. in a pod. Lunch was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. 
Me too. I literally, (laughs) listen, I, I did what was called, um, I can't remember what it was called, where you did business classes and then you got the rest of the day off of school, your junior and C. No, that wasn't called that back in the den. I know that's what it was called back when you were, but it was called something that had three letters just like you. So I did that in high school and that was my favorite. Okay. Getting out of class at 11, uh, leaving the school at 1130 to go and work for the rest of the day. Yes. I'm like, 11.30 couldn't come quick, quick enough. Countdown. We didn't get lunch, though, Heather. We had to go across the, the street to Springfield Mall. My high school is right across the street from the mall. So you go across the street, eat your lunch, and then head to work. We didn't get lunch at school. I like changing classes. What is that? <laughs> you what? Like changing classes. You like changing. Oh, talking for five minutes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Running? Yes. In between class yeah, for five our, minutes? Our school is small, so we got to talk. Oh, yours was small? Yeah. How many cl- people graduated with your class? 128. 128? That's mm-hmm. super tiny. Small. Yeah. Heather, how many were in your graduating? You, you graduated from Lemon Bay. How many was in yours? I have no idea. <laughs> Mine was over 300. Oh, wow. Okay. I think this year's graduating class at Lemon Bay was like 290. Mm-hmm. And mine was oh. probably half that. We didn't have a lot. Yeah. My sisters, my little sister, her class was the biggest class that our high school had ever graduated and hers was i think almost 400 she had a huge class yeah yeah that's a huge class but that's up that it's metropolitan yeah yeah yeah, your city but Mm. back to the question um let's see now as he sat on the mount of olives the disciples came to him privately saying tell us when will these things um be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And Jesus answered them and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. So right there, that's a warning sign to all of us. Okay? This is at the beginning, and you're going to see it. Um, and in, then it says, um, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. This is a very important uh, following words it says see that you are not troubled none of us should be worried concerned freaked out that god or jesus clearly says see that you are not troubled Amen. we don't have to worry about anything for the all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet so all of these things up to this point are birthing pains, and I'm going to show you what it says. For nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Beginning of sorrows is also called the birthing pains. I believe we're in the beginning of the birthing pains. Now, a lot of people that are pre-tribulation, they know that they're going to have to go through the birthing pain, the beginning of sorrows part of things. Um but that's where it ends for them. Now, if you're mid-tribber, then it goes on from here. So pre-tribbers, that's where it ends. And and I will tell you this. If you're pre-mid, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, you're never to let yourself be troubled. Because God's going to take care of us. He's going to see us through, through the whole entire thing. There's nothing to be worried or scared about. We are his children, and he will take care of us. You'll, the word is very clear. He'll, there may be famines all over the world, but the Bible says that the righteous will never be seen begging for bread. If you do things as people will say, well, that's not true. I've seen other Christians 
uh, that's not their case. They, they're barely making ends meet. Well, I would say, are they tithing? There's always, there's always a catalyst or there's always a caveat to things, right? We, we, we always use someone as an example to disprove what the word of God says, right? The word is the word. It is the truth. It is promises and never fail. If we don't have that to stand on, then we don't, we don't have a leg to stand on. My thing is, is don't use somebody else as your example because you don't know if they followed all the principles of what the word God is telling them to do or us to do. If you do not do A, don't A and B, don't expect C. If you do A, but you don't do B, don't accept, expect to get C. You have to do A, B, and get to get C. That's what people don't do. They don't read their word, but they expect the results that it provides. That's not how it works. You have to do what it says. It says to not be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of it. If you are a doer, you get the results of being a doer. If you're a hearer, don't expect anything. It's not going to happen. So yeah, there are people that are Christians, and I would say that they are real Christians, and they are living without. Guess why they're living without? Because they are doing, they're, they're, they've eliminated a very strong and uh, a very important principle of the Word of God, and that principle is tithing. It says, do not expect anything if you don't tithe. It says you're cursed with a curse from Malachi. So yeah, like not a shocker, but the righteous will never be seen begging for bread. Those who give, those who pay their tithe and offering, the word is clear. You'll have more than enough. So let's go on from here. So if you are a, um, if you're pre-trib, you're out of here after this. After the beginning of sorrows um, are done, you gone. Then here comes the mid-tribbers, right? They'll be for the beginning of sorrows, obviously, and this. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and will be hated by all nations for my namesake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end, you can't quit, shall be saved. That's where, again, eternal security. Okay, he who endures to the end shall be saved. If you don't endure through living a holy lifestyle or even this is tribulation. If you don't endure, you're not going to be saved. That's the way it is. So the salvation comes through the end of life. You can, you can go all the way up to being 80 years old, meet somebody, live a holy lifestyle. Right now in retirement homes, uh, sexual, sexually transmitted disease diseases are going are rampant. And the reason is, is because people get in there and they meet somebody and their lifestyle that they once lived changes. And now they're involved in something that's not good. So you can be 80 years old, live a holy lifestyle and decide to not live one anymore. It's true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad. I mean, it's sad. Mm-hmm. But li- I'm not kidding you. I was shocked when I found out transmitted diseases are like crazy sad. in retirement homes. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Worse than high schools. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Worse than high schools. I know. People don't. It's crazy. 
It's like a frat party in there. <laughs> Gosh. Um, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So, I think that we're in the beginning of sorrows. When we go into tribulations, you got the tr- the first ones are the seals, the tr- the trumpets, and then then uh, Matthew fourteen or excuse me, uh, yeah, Matthew fourteen talks about or excuse me, not Matthew fourteen, uh, Revelation fourteen uh, talks about the Son of Man coming. But the mark of the beast is just prior to that. Now here's the thing. There are a lot of people that, when they talk about Revelation, they believe that it's not, some believe it's consecutive, right? Then there's others that believe that there are things that are happening, like some of the the things that are happening in the seals, the trumpets are going on at the same time, because it's a, the, the seals and the trumpets are a three and a half year period. Then the um, bowls, which is the worst of it. Um, that is three and a half years. So some believe that the seals and the trumpets, they kind of, they're not consecutive. They actually, some of them are happening at the same time. Just depends. And the thing is, is no one knows about the day or hour. Not even Jesus is, Jesus doesn't even know about the day or hour of his return. That's on purpose. None of us should, none of us should uh, know, need to know it. We just need to be ready. That's what the word tells us, to be like the 10 virgins. Five were ready, five were not. Or to be like the five that are ready. Um, Matthew 24, 36 through 40 says, No one knows the day or hour. And then we it goes on to say, But if but of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. So God's the only one. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the son, uh, the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man. That t- Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding in the, in the, at the mill, one will be taken and the other one left. People will obviously know that people are gone. Because one minute they'll be there, one minute they won't be there. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what your Lord, um, what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Very important last sentence here. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So that's why I always say pre-trib, mid-trib, whatever it is. I don't care. I don't care. Because I'm going to be ready for no matter what. Because nobody actually really knows. They think that they know. And some of some people are actually factually right. And we'll, we'll find out who's actually factually right. Um, either way, I'm ready. It won't matter to me. I won't be caught off guard. No matter what happens, I'm not going to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid. God's got us. He'll carry us through. Obviously, people were getting married. Like Noah's day. It says people were right. getting married. Right. They were living life. Right. They were happy. Right. So when he comes back, there'll be parts of 
things that'll be like joyful right 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 so they and they were taken off i mean noah when noah when noah was building that ark they were mocking him and making fun of him mm-hmm. and they kept living life merrily no that's how it'll be people will mock us think we're crazy they do right now right like when we didn't all cave to covid they thought we were nuts they literally made fun of us it's true but who's who's laughing now because there's a lot of people who out of fear that's why you cannot worry about it mm-hmm. and i i'm not kidding you it says jesus was very clear on not to be troubled the reason people got vaccinated is because they were troubled they were scared <clears throat> And you won't do things that you shouldn't do if you're not afraid. So don't be afraid. He's got you. He's got your back. And you don't need to, like, take um, instruction from the world. You just go straight to the Word of God, follow what it says, and you'll be safe. How many minutes do I got? Seven. Woohoo! All right, so people, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you a story. It's about my week. It's about our week. Turn on the camera, girls. Um. Okay, so here's the deal. Vanessa's not here, but she's in New York. She's watching. Yeah, she's, she's watching. On. Hey, Vanessa, <laughs> listen. You need to listen to this, Vanessa. <laughs> All right. So this is my first week of working out five days in a row. Heather and Tracy over there, they We're bail. They bailed. They only did smarter, not harder. Three days. Me and Vanessa, I did one day by myself because Vanessa left town. And then me and Vanessa did Tuesday together. Somehow on Tuesday, Vanessa and I injured ourselves at the gym. (laughs) We got this thing called a rubber band in our stomach. It's a muscle. What's the muscle called, Heather? Psoas. Psoas. With a P. I was was going to say to you, that last part of that is very fitting. For what I feel. I will not say it again. But I'm just telling you. Because that's. So here's the thing people. Mm -hmm. This is my first real. Like the first Mm -hmm. two weeks. I kind of took it easy. Had the river conference. That I was going to. So last week I did three weeks. But even then I didn't go out. I mean I went out full board. But not like this week. I injured myself. I had to go to the. What's. What's our friend's name? I know what our friend's name is. What what does she do? It's Thai. Thai massage. Thai massage? Yes. I was I wanted to scream. <laughs> the pain. Today I hurt myself so bad at the gym that I had to go had a had to do a quick massage before I came here. People, I hurt so bad like this. This hurts. <laughs> I mean, people will say to me, do you feel a lot better? Don't you feel great? Up until today, up until this week, yes, I did. I absolutely did, 100%. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I don't really. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I hurt. Yeah. I hurt really bad. Mm-hmm. Now my husband <laughs> gave me a lecture today. <laughs> Tom gave me a lecture. See, I haven't told Tom that I was going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Because he's a big believer that if you can't walk out your front door and walk for 30 minutes to an hour, then you don't need to join a gym. I, on the other hand, don't believe that. Because (laughs) for many reasons, the biggest one is is I've never been able to walk out my door and do (laughs) an hour. (laughs) I mean, me and Heather talk about it. Yeah. We did it. But we don't do it. We 
did for a week. A week does not count. <laughs> okay, so it's way easier. I don't know. I can't take, you know, like we can't raise hands here because I can't see your hands, but you maybe you can comment. It's way easier to work out with a group of people than to work out on your own. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, this has been the best and worst mm-hmm. week of my life. Yeah. First of all, I felt great up until today. Yeah. But that rubber band thingy in my stomach, when she was doing that Thai massage on me, it was worse than get, having a baby. That's all I'm going to say. And, and, and Vanessa, she basically said, you're not getting rid of it without a lot of stretching. It's in your hips. And I suggest strongly you go to her. You're going to die. But so how many of you guys love working out? I don't know. I'm, I'm in it for the long haul because apparently I need it bad. But to those who have asked me, do you feel any different yet? I did. I felt pretty darn good up until today. Yeah. A Do you di- feel better? There's a difference between being sore and being injured. Because sore, it just goes away and you can work through it. Being injured, you have to rest it. So it, you never make it better. Yeah, but I'm injured in my third week. Like yeah. I cannot do abdominals now. No, I no. know. I know. That's what's tough. When you're sore, you can keep going. Yeah. Like but when you're I'm injured. In, oh, it now. hurts so bad. Yeah. People. Yeah, I don't know if some of you probably understand what I'm talking. But when listen, I this is why I got lectured from Tom. I went from doing absolutely nothing all my life to going and trying to 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 hang with these yahoos over here. Okay, you love Heather. Him. Did at, was has been athletic and and did sports for a lot of your for a lot like a lot of time. Right? High school and stuff like that. If you Pre- consider cheerleading a sport. Yeah. yeah. I do consider it yeah. because yes. like. You do. Yes. Yeah. I'm I do work. consider yes. cheerleading a sport. Out. I mean, you have to be athletic yeah. and flexible. I got Ding Dong over here who is a basketball player. Like. Listen. Like, holy crap. Keep competing with her. Listen. She's good. Like in the gym. I'm pretty impressed with you Thank in the you. gym. Thank you. can you. hang pretty yeah. good. Listen. And then Vanessa, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's, a, she's as good as you. She's she's mentally Mind over like, matter. yeah, she's and she's I'm done the, this stuff. Huh? She's done like these classes and, and yeah, so she's it's a, a Zumba familiar. Yeah. At some yeah. point, we're probably going to do a Zumba class here at the church because oh, she's man. ready to go. She used to be a Zumba teacher. But I'm just saying I am 56 and I thought I would go in. How you just turned 40, Heather. How old are you, Tracy? I'm 38. 38. And how old is Vanessa? 37. Okay, so I got a lot of years on them. <laughs> Apparently, I can't keep up, but I'm going to. You're doing to. so good. I am doing good. You are. But heavily injured now. And that's what they were worried about. There were all these girls over here. They're like, I don't know, Hope. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take and, it the, easy. and then Tom was not very happy with me because he's like, if you can't walk outside and do a 30 minute walk, <laughs> and I was like, that's why I didn't tell you I was doing this. I because know, I, I knew I'd get the lecture. I know you can tell him. No, he was very supportive no, afterwards. I know, I know After he, he gave me the lecture, he goes, but I am proud of you. But you can say to him, you be you. Oh, God, shut up. <laughs> <sighs> so I want to be a new. A new creation. Yeah. I want to be a new creation. But okay. for right now, 
these but this 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 butterfly is in a cocoon for a while because <laughs> I ain't coming out for a little bit. I'm gonna <laughs> keep coming. You'll I come back. Doing all the workouts, so I do feel better and I am eating better. I've lost one pound. That's it. Woohoo! For three <laughs> weeks, woohoo! It's terrible. But better I ain't stopping gaining. people. So I will tell you this. Do something you've never done before. Yeah. I'm grateful that Magalis challenged me. Yeah, I am. I'm so grateful that she challenged me because I haven't up until this point, like this past three weeks, I have felt great. Right. I have. I'm in my honeymoon period and we know how honeymoon periods are. Eventually they end. That's where you got to kick it in and go up another notch and stick with it. But I will tell you, if there is something that you want to do and... You're like, eh, I don't know. Do it. Just try it. Just try it. Especially if it's getting exercise. Because all I've never realized how bad you need exercise in your body. My husband and my son have been telling me that for a really long time. I chose not to listen. I chose not to participate. Boy, do I regret it. So, get out there. Ride a bike. Take a walk. Yeah. Eat some good, healthy stuff. Protein. And enjoy life. Because... Really That's nothing about. else matters. So um, in the meantime, if you don't know, uh, what were you going to say, Tracy? No, no, good. You were going to say something. No, I'm just not. Okay. Um, in the meantime, if you don't know the Lord is your Savior, I want to give you, listen, I'm, t- I'm talking about like being a better you, but really that's the ultimate best. You can add all these things that I'm talking about, exercise, doing something fun, uh, fulfilling that bucket list or whatever it is but really none of that that void that you have in your life will never be filled until you ask him into it and you allow him to rule and reign um, in your life it is the best thing that you will ever do ever and everything else will just be like an additive it will not but it will you You'll never fulfill that void without him. So if you don't know him or you've walked away and want to come back, let's say this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. And Lord, I live for you from this day forward. And I thank you for what you did on that cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, please, 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 please let us know. We want to pray with you. We want to stand with you. And if you need any help, we want to be there for you. I thank you so much for watching. Have a phenomenal weekend. I know I'm taking it off completely because this girl's abs, they need some help. So have a good one. I'll see you Sunday if you live in the area and be blessed. See ya.